from the studios of Fractal Recording, this is The Mystic Show, episode 82. Welcome to The Mystic Show. I am your host, Chris Curran, and I'm happy that you're able to join me. Um, this is the show where we talk about a lot of things unseen and otherworldly, which includes spirituality, mysticism, meditation, mindfulness, and of course, a lot of personal development. I mean, that's kind of, to me, that's obvious because what good is all that other knowledge if you're not developing yourself uh, toward reaching some spiritual goal? So, and, you know, if you participate in the conversation we're having and you actually implement some of this, you know, you you use it for inspiration uh, in your own life to in, uh, incorporate it into your maybe daily practice, um, your spiritual growth will benefit a lot, for sure. So we broadcast live every weekday morning uh, at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on the Fractal Stream. So, of course, that's 8 a.m. New York City Time. And um, so this is internet radio. The live broadcast is internet radio on the Fractal Stream. So um, so folks are all around the world can listen, whatever their time whatever time it is in their time zone at 8 a.m. New York City time. Then we archive every show as a podcast, actually, in three different places, in iTunes and Stitcher and on our website, www.themysticshow.net. Themysticshow.net, yep, all of our archived episodes, all of them, and links to our social media and some other cool things. Um, and quick thank you to our sponsor, Pause Your Life. Um, their website is pauseyourlife.org, meetups and retreats. For those times in your life when you really just want to hit the pause button and, and stop the world, please stop. Thank you. And then you can just breathe and relax for a couple hours or a couple days. Uh, the spring retreat's coming up. First weekend in May, May 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. So, pauseyourlife.org, you can find out more information about that. All right. Well, I am very excited to... I'm excited in a relaxed, uh, peaceful kind of way. (laughs) You know, sometimes on this show I say that I'm excited, and I'm not like, you know, a five-year-old kid at Disney World, you know, jumping up and down and screaming and everything. Um, That's not the kind of excited I am. I am excited because we're going to finish this section of the James Allen book, or this this chapter of the James Allen book, 
today, and I read it a couple times uh, preparing for the show, and and this is, I don't know, everything I read by James Allen, it seems better than the last thing I read, and it just kind of mind-blowing and profound, to say the least, and it's just so helpful. I, I think this, especially the very end of what I'm going to read today, man, this is just tremendous. So, we're reading from the book From Poverty to Power. It's written by the English mystic, James Allen, and it was published in 1901. And uh, some have said that this is his best book. Although As a Man Thinketh is probably the most popular these days, anyway. Um, So, and the section we're reading, I'm calling them chapters. They're not really numbered as chapters, but but I, it's either a chapter or a section. Uh, but the section we we are reading from is called "The World: A Reflex of Mental States." And we read the first part of this on the last episode. Um, and basically, a quick recap of that. Uh, let's see. All right, everything without is mirrored and colored by your own inner state of consciousness. So the world out there is is really colored by your own inner state of consciousness. Um, the second point, uh, well, I, I made three general points. I'm sure there's a, a lot more. Uh, life circumstances can only affect you as far as you allow them to do so. Right? And number three, circumstances themselves don't have the power to bless or harm you. So that's just some of the points that he was making in this section so far. So let's, uh, let's continue to read from this section called The World, A Reflex of Mental States. And as we clothe events with the drapery of our own thoughts... So likewise do we clothe the objects of the visible world around us. And where one sees harmony and beauty, another sees revolting ugliness. An enthusiastic naturalist was one day roaming the country lanes in pursuit of his hobby, and during his rambles, came upon a pool of brackish water near a farmyard. As he proceeded to fill a small bottle with the water for the purpose of examination under the microscope, he dilated with more enthusiasm than discretion to an uncultivated person of the plow who stood close by. He dilated upon the hidden and innumerable wonders contained in the pool, and concluded by saying, Yes, my friend, within this pool is contained a hundred, nay, a million universes, had we but the sense or the instrument by which we could apprehend them. And the unsophisticated one pondered, 
ponderously remarked, I know the water be full of tadpoles, but they be easy to catch. Where the naturalist, his mind stored with the knowledge of natural facts, saw beauty, harmony, and hidden glory, the mind unenlightened upon those things saw only an offensive mud puddle. The wildflower with which the casual wayfarer thoughtlessly tramples upon is, to the spiritual eye of the poet, an angelic messenger from the invisible. To the many, the ocean is but a dreary expanse of water on which ships sail and are sometimes wrecked. To the soul of the musician, it is a living thing, and he hears, in all its changing moods, divine harmonies. Where the ordinary mind sees disaster and confusion, the mind of the philosopher sees the most perfect sequence of cause and effect. And where the materialist sees nothing but endless death, the mystic sees pulsating and eternal life. And as we clothe both events and objects with our own thoughts, so likewise do we clothe the souls of others in the garments of our own thoughts. The suspicious believe everybody to be suspicious. The liar feels secure in the thought that he is not so foolish as to believe that there is such a phenomenon as a strictly truthful person. The envious see envy in every soul. The miser thinks everybody is eager to get his money. He who has subordinated conscience in the making of his wealth sleeps with a revolver under his pillow, wrapped in the delusion that the world is full of conscious, conscienceless people who are eager to rob him. And the abandoned sensualist looks upon the saint as a hypocrite. On the other hand, those who dwell in loving thoughts see that in all which calls forth their love and sympathy. The trusting and honest are not troubled by suspicions. The good-natured and charitable who rejoice at the good fortune of others scarcely know what envy means. And he who has realized the divine within himself recognizes it in all beings, even in the beasts. And men and women are confirmed in their mental outlook because of the fact that, by the law of cause and effect, they attract to themselves that which they send forth and so come in contact with people similar to themselves. 
The old adage, birds of a feather flock together, has a deeper significance than is generally attached to it. For in the thought world, as in the world of matter, each clings to its kind. Do you wish for kindness? Be kind. Do you ask for truth? Be true. What you give of yourself, you find. Your world is a reflex of you. If you are one of those who are praying for and looking forward to a happier world beyond the grave, here is a message of gladness for you. You may enter into and realize that happy world now. It fills the whole universe, and it is within you, waiting for you to find, acknowledge, and possess. Said one who knew the inner laws of being, quote, When men shall say, Lo here or lo there, Go not after them. The kingdom of God is within you. End quote. What you have to do is to believe this. Simply believe it with a mind unshadowed by doubt, and then meditate upon it till you understand it. You will then begin to purify and to build your inner world. And as you proceed, passing from revelation to revelation, from realization to realization, you will discover the utter powerlessness of outward things beside the magic potency of a self-governed soul. And that's the end of that section there. We'll just take a quick break here on The Mystic Show. All right, 
Welcome back to The Mystic Show, and thank you to Anya for that musical interlude. It's called I Want Tomorrow, and uh, thanks to Anya, E-N-Y-A, if uh, if you're unfamiliar, wonderful songwriter, musician, so many great albums she's made. And welcome back to The Mystic Show. Um, Again, we broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And then all of our shows are archived on our website, which is themysticshow.net, themysticshow.net. And the podcast is also available in iTunes and Stitcher. So we just read the final part of the chapter called The World, A Reflex of Mental States. And yeah, I, I mean, I told you it was good. I told, I warned you. Um, right. So he, he, there's a few points I just want to talk about for a minute here. Um, he says, as we clothe events with the drapery of our own thoughts, we also clothe the objects of the visible world around us. So basically the circumstances of our life and the objects in our lives, we each give them meaning. We, we, you know, clothe them with our thoughts. We put our thoughts around them. I mean, on their own, they, they don't have any meaning on their own. They only have the meaning that we give it. And this is very empowering because, I mean, think of how important it is to realize that, you know, your thoughts are powerful and your thoughts are shaping your world and as he mentioned earlier and i we you've probably heard before that we can choose our thoughts and um yeah so no i was thinking of a uh, passage from 365 dow that we might read later today it says the same thing uh, or something similar um, and then he tells the story of the naturalist who was taking a sample of water from a from a little uh, mud puddle on a farm, and he was telling the uh, the layperson, you know, that there's hundreds and millions of universes in this water if we had the right instruments to to apprehend them. And the unsophisticated man said, you know, I know the water's full of tad- tadpoles, but they're easy to catch. So some people really see deeper into life and into things and and ponder, and some people don't yet. Um, And that's okay. And again, it's the whole point is that one person sees them, sees that little, uh, what, what did he call it? The brackish pool of water, the, the pool of brackish water near a farmyard Someone will look at that and see something profound. There's a million universes in there. Another person looks at it and says, oh, it's a mud puddle with some tadpoles. Again, they each give it their own meaning. The, the, the pool of water has no meaning on its own. And then 
Then he gets in. Then he says, "Not only do we clothe our events and objects with our own thoughts, we actually clothe the souls of other people in the garments of our own thoughts." Right? The suspicious believes everybody is suspicious. So that's kind of profound. I mean, everyone around you, you know, they play a role in your life, let's say, uh, but you give them, you give it meaning. And, you know, he also talks about that the, the mental outlook we all have is pretty much because of cause and effect and that, um, well, our culture has our culture kind of helps us define that mental outlook but but once it's there whatever our mental outlook is you know whatever we send out it comes back to us and he mentions birds of a feather flock together so but here's here's the main part i wanted to talk about this morning or today is he mentions it at the very end and i'm going to i just want to read this sentence because i mean you know, he, James Allen is an amazing writer, and I, I can't say it this well as well as he said it, so I'm just going to read it. If you are one of those who are praying for and looking forward to a happier world beyond the grave, here is a message of gladness for you. You may enter into and realize that happy world now. It fills the whole universe, and it is within you, waiting for you to find, acknowledge, and possess. So this is, I, I love this point because um, when I started meditation about 10 years ago with the Sahaj Marg system, um, it was pretty much the first time I heard someone say that, you know, the, ulti- the ultimate goal of spiritual elevation, if you will, is available to you right now. Like we don't have to wait until we die or we don't have to go through a zillion more lifetimes. If, if we do it right, uh, we can achieve the highest spiritual goal available to human beings in this lifetime. You know, I was going to say right now we can achieve it, but Maybe not right now. Maybe it, it does take time, right? It does take time and practice for our awareness to be enlarged to such a degree. But it doesn't have to take that long, especially if you have help. If you have a spiritual guide of caliber who can help you and push you along the path or pull you along the path, I guess is more accurate. Um, but... When I heard that, I said, something within me resonated with that. And I said, yes, it can be this lifetime. It can be right now. And I just knew that was true. So when James Allen says it here, I it makes sense. And he even quotes, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's quoting Jesus. When he, he quotes here, the kingdom of God is within you. So this is kind of profound. I mean, think about that. If if you're hearing my voice right now and you're listening to the Mystic Show, 
Think about it. Right now, the whole kingdom of God is within you. Right now. And whether you experience it, whether you feel it, whether you can picture it in your mind, doesn't matter. It's there. It's there right now. And as as we live our lives, it's there. <laughs> Every moment, it's there. And we know, you know, the divine is looking out for us. We're o- we are always given what we need. And if you need to, for instance, suffer an injury to learn a lesson, well, the universe will provide for that. If you need to experience some mystical experience um, so that you believe in, you know, the subtle and otherworldly, then it'll happen. So whatever we need, we get, which is just the beautiful thing. So I just love that point that each each of us, we can achieve the goal in this life and the, and it's within ourselves too, right? That's the the point that's relevant to repeat here that that's why spirituality looks within because everything is within yourself. And some, you know, on a superficial level, religions and other establishments, they look without, right? It's without, it's outside of you. There's some God in heaven who's judging you, who's going to punish you if you don't do the right thing. And that's just, just not accurate I mean I've I've well I obviously haven't read all the spiritual literature in the world by far haven't come close but everything I've read by anyone who's attained anything spiritually they all say the same thing (laughs) so there's some corroboration there they can't all be wrong right and the other thing about all these people who've achieved something spiritually, they don't want anything for themselves. They don't want to lead you or they don't, you know what, like they don't want your money. They don't want anything. They don't want to uh, be the head of some religion and have all this power. They don't want that. They're just happy and content explaining to us that everything is within ourselves and they're willing to help us realize it. I mean, how cool is that? All right, so we're going to read, we're going to finish today's show with uh, the reading from our other book, 365 Dao, Daily Meditations by Deng Ming Dao. This passage is called Accumulation, and um, well, we'll have a chance to read it, but maybe if you have any comments or questions about it, you can leave a comment on the post once once this episode is posted, Um, because... um, It's interesting to discuss this, but I don't think we're going to have time. So, all right. This is called Accumulation from 365 Dow. An opening in the storming sea. Gold deposited on bones. Once accumulation has begun, take care not to interfere. There is a fable about a pious man whose father had just died. 
A geomancer instructed the son to bury his father at the mouth of a sea cave. The sea opened at this spot only once in a hundred years, and a family who utilized it would experience great fortune. Although he had misgivings about this unorthodox location, the son threw the casket into the waters at the indicated time. For weeks, the son doubted what he had done. He eventually went to the competing geomancer, who, out of jealousy, advised the son to raise the casket. The son did so. When the coffin was brought up and opened, the man saw that a fine layer of pure gold had already been deposited on his father's bones, a clear indication of the auspicious transformation that had begun. In regret, the son wanted to throw his father back in, but it was too late. There was no remedying what had been done. Spiritual practice must be uninterrupted. We may be anxious because we see very little happening on a daily basis, but we must be patient until we can see what the accumulation of our effort yields. Self-cultivation means steady, gradual progress. To stop prematurely would be more disastrous than never having started at all. And that's our show for today. I hope some of these topics inspired you. I mean, that's just a great little story we just read. We can talk about that or, like I said, maybe comment on the post about that. Um, what do you think about that little story? So, so I'm happy you could spend some time with The Mystic Show. And as you move through your day, maybe smile at some people. Maybe write down some notes if you have any ideas. And as always, keep shining. <laughs>